Hello, ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we are joined by drummer Jeff Burrows of the legendary Tea Party. And we, oh, we're just going to dive behind the Tea Party's brand new banger of a rocker. It is entitled Summertime. Yes, it is just in time to help you get your summertime started. We're going to dive behind when this new track came together and how, because the band is a few different countries away. So we're also going to discuss some covers that they released in the past year here. We're going to discuss an upcoming EP that the group has on the way. We're going to talk about the rescheduled Saints and Sinners tour that could be coming to a town near you if you live in Canada. Ooh. And we're also going to talk about some anniversary celebrations. Well, Jeff's going to hint towards some anniversary celebrations that could be coming our way very soon here in this year. We're going to talk about all of this and oh, so much more with Jeffrey Burrows of the Tea Party. And it is all brought to you by DesertTigerMerch.com. We're having a 20% off sale right now to celebrate our 200th released episode that came out recently with Alexi J of Featurette. Ooh, so you can head on over there to copy yourself something to represent the show. Oh, and now that you know who it's brought to you by, now that you know who our guest is, I think it's about time that one Jeffrey Burroughs takes us behind this new track, Summertime, and what the Tea Party has coming for us in 2021. Let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. I'm glad that we could reconnect here, Mr. Burroughs. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much, man. Ah, no worries. No worries. I believe it's been about actually almost exactly two years to the date since we last connected. We uh, had an interview back in 2019 talking about the Black River. I was going to say it must have been Black River uh, pre uh, promo or something like that. Yeah, I think it was when the single had first came out pre upping for the album itself. Yes. Nice. Kind of like what we're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, I think I'd want to uh, start off from exactly that point as we talked about Black River and you guys released the EP itself at the end of 2019 there. And you had planned quite a bit of uh, hype around it. You were going into a 30th anniversary year, the Saints and Sinners tour, and then everything sort of came to a halt. So how does the uh, Tea Party sort of um, adapted to conquer through this last year here? Well, uh, being a band, I guess, uh, compared to many, um, we, we don't live near each other at all. So I'm in Ontario. Stuart is in Vancouver. And Jeff is on the East Coast of Australia. So it makes for everyone, you know, rightfully so was you know at us like come on do do a studio thing or 
or do something where it's easy enough to connect to each other. And I'm like, that's, that's impossible at the moment. <laughs> it's really impossible. So we did what we thought was the next best thing. And we did a couple covers uh, that we were able to uh, sort of shoot um, a little video for uh, isolation, which I thought was really uh, different. And um, it's actually up for a couple of words, which really has nothing to do with us. But our friend um, who, uh, who put it all together for us in Australia, he's, he's in some independent film festivals in Toronto, Montreal, London, UK. Um, Tons of cool stuff, accolades for him. So for us, that was about all we could do. And then um, we, we've been sitting on on the summertime and others for a while. And then we had just decided, okay, let's let's go now because it's looking like possibly, fingers crossed, we, we may be able to tour uh, come November. But it was just time for, for this one to come to fruition. And um, we literally wrote this... Um, uh, two Octobers ago. So after the Black River tour, we we went in studio and uh, stayed at Stewart's place. Jeff um, Jeff always stays at Stewart's place, and I just grab a hotel down the road. And uh, we just started writing and and started recording and did all of our bed tracks there and so on and so forth. So it's almost been two years in the making for this one, um, which still has its challenges being cross-continental and so on, but uh, super happy with the result. Um, really, really cool and very a very diverse EP, which we kind of like. Like, we don't like to do one thing and one thing only. There's a lot of bands that can do that. So there's a lot of hype around summertime about, you know, how great it is and how great a rocker it is. And then there's 10% of them going, but where's that doom and gloom tea party that I love? So... <laughs> Um, you can't win them all. It, one, one song, I guess, does not define an album, and we've never been a singles band, so don't lose hope. We're still pretty mean. <laughs> well, it's uh, the group has always had a very eclectic sound from the beginning all the way back to Splendor Solace, all the way to that Black River EP, where it's always has that variance of you're going to have exactly that, that doom and gloom that maybe is what people are a little more onto, but you always have those happy and energetic and powerful songs as well. Yeah. They, and if not, they're, they're, they're hopeful or they turn hopeful. And, and we've always been about as much as we can without um, compromising our integrity, I suppose, but we've always been about, let's just let it flow. Whatever happens, happens. Um, we're not stuck in a mold and, by all means, I'm certainly not knocking the mighty ACDC, but they've got their plan and their plan really works, obviously. Um, but that's never been our plan. We've, we've always tried to be as eclectic as we can. And um, I, I really, really love this EP. I'm not, you know, I'm not a band member who sits around and listens to their music a lot. You know, oh, listen to what we did and isn't it wonderful and so on. But I really do enjoy this ep there's yeah there's some killer tracks on this on this uh on this uh release awesome so you mentioned that this was recorded back in october back when you guys could actually still see each other be around each other and otherwise and that you had released covers so was holding on to these tracks and releasing covers was it exactly that just waiting for that opportunity to hype up to when you can finally play this new material live again 
Yeah, I mean, there there was no rule book, right? And there was no guide as to how um, things should be followed or, or what. Um, I mean, no one was in a good mood. No one is still in a good mood regarding, sorry. So that that's the thing. I mean, some bands who are fortunate enough to live in the same city, they were just going and going and going and going and, and God bless them, right? Um, but we were just not afforded that opportunity. And and that's just the way it goes. And and yeah, this is the way we we're kind of launching it because you know, there's so many things in the work a la 30th anniversary and so on and so forth that I can't quite talk about yet, but that are happening that have sort of been postponed, but it's been a gargantuan mess really, you know? Well, I mean, still it's, even though it last year was technically the 30th anniversary of the band coming together, not 2021 is the 30 year anniversary of that debut EP. It's the 20 year anniversary of inner zone mantras. So there's still a lot to celebrate, right? There's, there's a ton to celebrate. It's just, is anyone ready to celebrate? I mean, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, you know, I got kids and my oldest lives in Manhattan and I can't even visit him. I haven't seen my mom who's older uh, in Vancouver for 18 months. You know, it's just, it's brutal. I, I, I really don't like this, but I'm, I'm happy the music's out. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of given me that hope that inspiration that I think we will be able to get together and hopefully maybe be able to travel by early fall and hopefully get to do this Saints and Sinners tour that we've been looking forward to. If, um, if for some reason that doesn't happen, I don't know. I I think they might pull the plug. (laughs) It's just trying to keep four bands on the same trajectory after months and months and months and months. It's just, you know, it's hard. Everybody has, believe it or not, everybody has lives outside of their bands and and you look at someone like Hugh from the headstones I mean he's he's filming right now so he's in LA doing his acting work well we can't pull him from that and then you know David Usher has his IT work and we can't pull him from that and then I've got my work it's his work and Jeff has his solo work and it's so it's kind of hard to wrangle everyone um and it's I don't know I, I just really hope it happens in November because it's such a different thing uh, for Canada, I think to to put together a package like this, I've always, for lack of a better term, I've always complained about the fact that you know why can these bands that are 30, 40 years old that had a very modicum amount of success in the U.S. How can they go out and do these shed tours together? Where the ticket price is, is very friendly, say twenty five bucks, but they're playing in front of fifteen thousand people. And, you know, they would maybe fill a thousand seat clubs on their own, but together they have this wonderful thing. And I always thought, why are we not doing that? You know, there's, there's a money to be made, which is nice because I'd like to feed my family and I'd like to retire someday. Not really, but I'd like to do a little less someday. And then, um, and the fact that we're doing what we really want to do and we're giving everyone an opportunity to see you know, four bands for less than a hundred bucks in one night. I don't know. I think it's a really good deal. Um, and I just hope it comes off. You know, I, I, I hope, I don't know. I, don't, I just keep knocking on wood, you know? Hmm. Well, and it's, as you said, it's a really good deal. It has the opportunity for people to come together maybe a little bit more than they would otherwise. 
And all of these bands were back inside of the studio again, or have already, like most of them have had at some point gone their separate ways, but all of them were back together releasing new music from the standpoint of Moist, Sloan, who has jumped on the tour, and everybody else. So it only makes sense that why not, right? Exactly. And you've, you know, maybe you've seen Sloan and the Headstones two, three times in, uh, in your 40 or 50 year lifespan, but you've never seen the tea party and you only caught a half a set of moist, uh, you know, wherever. And now you get an opportunity to see them all. And I don't know. It's something to be celebrated. I think. And I just hope, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Hey, it's it's been a very difficult time. You've had to push back the tour twice now, and it's hard to plan around, but the potential and the excitement for these things to possibly return is on the horizon, as we do see in other countries, and even Jeff Martin himself having a tour over in Australia. So hopefully... By the time November comes in Canada, we can be doing that exact same thing again. And then also so that everybody else can go and see their family members and otherwise. Exactly. Even if there's a small amount of protocol in place, who cares? Just let's ride the storm and then continue it onto that positive path. And then hopefully in five years, we'll be almost back to normal, normal. But, you know. If, if wearing a mask at a concert is, sorry, I'm adjusting this. If wearing a mask at a concert is, uh, is the biggest problem you have, then great. You know, I'll, I'll wear a mask to go see any show at this point. Um, after over a year of no live music, I've, that's a small price to pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Concession stands may suffer, but that's none of my business, so I don't care. <laughs> As long as the tickets come in and the merch flies off the shelves, let's go. More money for merch. I sound like a shameless capitalist in a band, but honestly, you know, we've been out of work for almost two years and, and even worse, I feel bad for our, our road crew people across the world and our lighting designers and our front house technicians and our management. I mean, not all managers are, you know, big fat white guys smoking cigars, drinking champagne. I mean, there's, there's people out there that are men and women that are young and doing the hustle and, and trying to get their lives going. And it's just, everything is on standby and, you know, no one, no one is any different from anyone else in this situation. I mean, I've got all of my kids are in the same situation. I mean, one's got an album ready to go out and they're ready to tour. They're getting some tour announcements in the States but he's still sitting on his hands. There's nothing they can do. Two videos already done. My other son is going back to school because he can't do anything in the meantime. My other son is done and he's just, you know, working as much as he can when he can, but you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's so tough right now for everyone. Everyone's in the same boat. So. Hmm. Well, that's it. As you mentioned, it's everybody has had issues and especially here inside of the music industry, there hasn't been a whole lot of help or relief. No, no. No, and entertainment writers and entertainment photographers and, 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 and it's grows exponentially and and no one's immune to its effects other than perhaps Jeff Bezos and a couple of the uh, (laughs) lucky uh, owners of parcel delivery companies. (laughs) Is that a beer? Are you drinking a beer? Uh, Energy drink. Oh, there you go. It's national, it's national Caesar day, by the way. 
Oh, okay. I might have to tie into one of those later, but it's 8.30 in the morning, so I'm not starting up that early yet. <laughs> I like the energy, though. I like the energy. Yeah. Uh, and I love the energy that comes with this new single. So with Summertime, with it being that rocker song that can get everybody off their feet, was it just the natural choice as that first single for this upcoming EP? Yeah, there's... Well, as far as I'm concerned, there's potentially of the five songs, three are easy singles and one is a a definite single even beyond that. Um, But this one just made sense. Everyone's feeling like shit, um, but it's getting warmer out. You're going to be able to go for walks easier, um, you know, swim, play, party at a distance, you know, do whatever you can do. We're just trying to bring a little bit of levity to uh, our situation and hopefully, uh, it affects others in the same way. You know, it's, it's just fun. You know, it's kind of funny. A a lot of people have this idea that Jeff Martin is this brooding dark guy, which, you know, his, his lyrics and so on lend itself to that, but it's not like he's, you know, he doesn't sleep upside down hanging from, you know, a branch, you know, in his black cloak. (laughs) He, He's kind of a riot to hang out with, and uh, we always have really great fun. So it's 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 kind of funny when people are like, "What is this? I can't believe Jeff Martin would allow this to be released." I'm like, Jeff Martin allow this to be released? <laughs> what are you talking about? The band wrote the song. Jeff loves it. Have a good time. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a little pissy today. That's okay. <laughs> No worries. And I mean, hey, it's everybody wants, especially when it comes to Martin. Oh, my God, he practiced black magic. And it was like, okay, but that doesn't mean he doesn't know how to party. Come on, people. Yeah, he's he's a pretty funny guy. I mean, Jesus, the devil laughs more than anybody. Come on. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, come on now. Where where else do you learn how to party? Exactly. (laughs) All right. Awesome. So you mentioned that with the anniversary coming up there's only so much that you can mention and there is the new p as well so with the rest of 2021 we've talked about the saints and sinners tour what else can you possibly tell us about this future well as you mentioned um 91 was when we released our independent album so i'm just gonna leave that hanging chad right there uh, <laughs> that's that's all you'll get out of me but you figure it out uh, that sort of thing. Um, to be honest, after that, with the tour um, next year, it, so if everything was fine by next year, um, you'll see many more um, t- anniversary type of shows, which I am always a big fan of. Uh, I don't mind. I, I, I like breaking them into two sets. So you know, if, if we did an anniversary of album X, you do that album and you have like a 15 minute break, which is amazing because I'm dying after each, each show. Um, then the punchers can go grab some beers or do whatever they want, merch and then come back and then, and then throw in a, a set of hits or a set of deep cuts or whatever. So that really lends itself to that. We do, we do have the idea of, Once again, this is all over. And the way we normally do it is pre-tour Australia will go early and like weeks early and we'll start writing and post-tour 
will usually end up back in Vancouver and we can continue on sort of thing. So we always bookend these tours with those types of things. And we have it in our heads to write an album as opposed to another EP um, because we think we'll just, we'll have the time, right? so as soon as we can get this out and as soon as we can um, hopefully get this tour done, uh, there's opportunities in Australia. They want to do more, um, what do you call symphony shows as well? And those go very well, um, sell it really quick. And they're massive theaters, you know, four or 5,000. It's really fun. It's, 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 it's a little nerve wracking, but it's fun when we're, you're totally prepped and you're ready to go. And, you know, there's, 48 people behind you, 62 people behind you, depending on how many they gather per city. And there's a maestro or a maestro behind you. And it's amazing. So there's that to look for. There's so much to look forward to. And you just have to try to maintain composure and not get too excited. And, and um, I don't know, it's, it's right around now that I'm just starting to think about getting into tour shape. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see, but you know, just just look at the dates of all of the albums and you'll kind of see where the uh, anniversary tour dates potentially or songs that were not released during that album time. I just saw the hit releasing uh, Skadelphia today and it was five or, five or six songs that they had not released from, uh, I think it was Road Apple's era. And we have several songs like that from each of our albums as well especially transmission, which I really love. Um, there's, there's a track in there that I don't even know how it didn't end up on the, on the album because it even should have been a single. It was really weird, but that's a, something else that we get to look forward to. You know, there's, there's a lot going on. It's just, it's just, just a shitty time. Hey, that, that makes me incredibly excited because I remember transmission was around the time that I myself truly became a massive fan of the band. So I cannot wait for that. I cannot wait for everything else that is coming our way with these celebrations. And like you said, the answers, the secrets lie within the history of the band here. So now you're going to have a bunch of fans going back and going, oh, 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 oh. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure to rebuy that. Like every, like every, what, uh, Rush and ACDC album I bought when I was a kid, you know, you buy the album version, the A-track version, the cassette version, CD version, and then they buy the CD version again, then you download it. So, you know, let's do that again. Uh, I, I was literally just looking at Tea Party vinyl this morning, so <laughs> I, I am in that cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fantastic. I have had a great time chatting so far here today. Jeff, I have one last question. Are you ready for it? Sure, man. All right. So we've talked about the musical progression of putting this album together, of adapting and moving through this past year musically, sonically. So now what I would like to know is, over these past two years since we last spoke, how has this time helped you grow as a human being or what has it helped you learn about yourself? Uh, well, it's helped me grow this way. Um, <laughs> uh, that's about it. No. <laughs> Did you laugh so hard you got muted? That's funny. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I, I suppose everyone's gotten more introspective. People have started uh 
you know, asking themselves the questions like what really matters in life. And I suppose a lot of existential moments pop up in people's minds when they're thinking, who am I? What am I? Where am I? And what am I doing? Sort of thing. Um, and at first, uh, I was fine, quite honestly. Isn't six months into it, um, to be to be flat honest, I, I was like, what is going on? And, it, and that sort of quasi-depression anxiety uh, filters into your life. Um, so, it, it, you know, I, I think I, I grew in a sense that you, you really don't know how important your family is to you um, and how much uh, you really do need them, how much you take them for granted when they're always right there, right by your side, or you get to see them occasionally, like once every other month if they live far away. Um, so I, I suppose that's been my whole growth thing, a lot of introspection. Uh, a lot of asking myself what is really important to me um, and how, uh, you know, you want to continue on with your life. And so, you know, I just did a little bit more charity than I normally do. So that's been fun because that's an easy enough transition occasionally uh, to go online and so on. Whereas right now I'm, I'm in the process of re scheduling my drum marathon that I do yearly. And that's just, that raises money for mental health in our community. And again, I've had to do it virtually. And for a second time, I've had to change the date. And then, then you require more money because you have to solicit sponsors because now I've got to film it and then you've got to mix it. And, and it's not so that it sounds like a pristine live recording with different artists. It's just so that it's, you know, it's it's fair to the listener that they can actually hear what's what's kind of going on mistakes and all so yeah we have to put in the audio the video uh the the mastering and so on of this little project that just started in a bar and and now it's an empty bar with people coming in on the hour as soon as the other people leave so i can play with them it's it's weird but that's how you kind of deal with it. So that's essentially in a nutshell, what I've, I've done in the last kind of year and a half is work the way I normally work, but uh, <laughs> getting tired of having to, you know, transpose things virtually. And, but that's just kind of the way we've had to do it. Right. Absolutely. Like we said, we've had to adapt in order to conquer. And it definitely sounds like you are making the most of these things, no matter how difficult they happen to be. Yeah. It's not fun. Believe me, I'm smiling and we're laughing, but you know, it, it, it's fun to get them done and to get them done properly, but it's not fun to have to jump through hoops all the time to, you know, it's literally like, what are the regulations for this? And then what are the regulations for bars and what are the regulations for filming? Whereas normally I'd try to nap from seven at night until 11 in the evening and then go and start playing drums from midnight until midnight with all these different artists coming in. It's, it's super simple, super difficult, but super simple to process. And now it's just like wrangling people. Can you record it on this day? Well, they work and then they can't, you know what I mean? It's just, it's a bloody gong show. So that's, it, I suppose, if anything, so I've grown uh, existentially. I've realized how important my family are and the fact that we're able to do certain things online and maybe it work a little bit better online, I guess, is how I've grown and realized how we can deal with all this shit. <laughs> well, hopefully soon we don't have to deal with it anymore. I know. I know. <laughs>
I want a pool day. I want to have people over, you know? I completely it's, agree. It's National Caesar Day. Who am I going to make Caesars for? You know? <laughs> Who's going to enjoy all these Caesars? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, That's classic. I love it. Anyway. I love it. All right, Jeff Burrows, I want to thank you so much for joining me here today on the Desert Tiger Podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, Ambush, I want to thank you for tuning into this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast here with Jeffrey Burrows, and you can find the Tea Parties new track summertime you can kick off your summer right now get it started by heading on over to your favorite music streaming service typing the tea party into the search bar and putting this song on blast and you heard from jeff himself there's a new ep coming your way as well as a bunch of other celebrations and the Saints and Sinners Tour, which you can go and get tickets for right now over on Ticketmaster. And with that, it is now time to thank Jeffrey Burrows for joining us here on this episode of the DTB. I need to thank the team over at Strut Entertainment, one Mackenzie, the incredible Mackenzie, for setting this conversation up. I need to thank German from your podcast editor.com for making everything sound so good. And I need to thank you, The Ambush, for tuning on in. If you've yet to join up with The Am, it's as easy as hitting the subscribe button on your favorite podcast, listening app, or service. Maybe the one you're using right now. You can also help the show grow by sharing this episode on your social media with your friends, with your family, anyone who loves the tea party. You can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio, and you can head on over to DesertTigerMerch.com, where right now we are having a 200th episode celebration sale. Yes, our recent episode with Lexi J, a featurette, was number 200, and we are throwing a sale to celebrate. But it ends at the end of this week, so you need to head on over right now. And with that, it's about time we say our bye-byes, but not before I tell you to go out and find your roar and then let it out into the world and let them know just how powerful, how wondrous, and how beautiful you and your roar are capable of being because you are all three of these things and oh, so much more. And until next time, am bye The Desert Tiger Podcast.